Welcome back to 10 Toes Down Football. I'm your host, Jay Norwood. This week, we'll be talking about my week nine predictions of the NFL season. We'll be recapping the NFL trade deadline, which just passed. We'll be recapping my New York Giants losing to the New York Jets. The Kansas City Chiefs losing a game against their division rival, the Denver Broncos, in a game which most people thought they were going to win. Next, and we'll be finally talking about Will Levis's impressive debut for the Tennessee Titans. So to start off, we could talk about Thursday night's game, the Tennessee Titans against the Pittsburgh Steelers at Pittsburgh. I think the Titans will go into Pittsburgh and beat them. I feel like it'll be a very close game, though. A reason I believe this is because Tennessee's offense is just very explosive at any given game, and especially with a young quarterback like Will Levis with his arm strength. And he displayed that in this in this week's past game against the Atlanta Falcons with four touchdowns. We'll talk about that later in the show, but he he looks like someone that can make this offense better just but be, just because of his deep arm threat and just the unpredictability of a quarterback teams can't scheme for or know what he's gonna do. But I do believe it'll be a tough game because of Pittsburgh's defense and the and the Titans are away, but Pittsburgh defense always makes these games close and keep their keep the whole team in it, even if their offense is playing very slow or very anemic in that given day. But I do believe the Titans will go into Pittsburgh and steal this one from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Next, we have the early game on Sunday, the Miami Dolphins against the Kansas City Chiefs. I do believe the Dolphins will beat the Chiefs. Just off the mere fact, the Chiefs offense hasn't been playing good, and the Dolphins defense just got a guys just got their best cornerback in Jalen Ramsey, who had a pick this last game. So he's just going to get even more comfortable after his NFL debut with the Miami with the Miami Dolphins last week. So I, I believe that team will start to mesh better and go on a run going into the second half of the season here. But I do believe the Dolphins will, will beat the Chiefs this Sunday morning. But it definitely – you can never count the Chiefs out, though. But I, I believe it will be – be more easier for the Dolphins to win this one than people think. Next, we have the Minnesota Vikings against the Atlanta Falcons. I have the Atlanta Falcons taking this one just off the mere fact Atlanta's defense is still very good, and they just got the nod that Taylor Heineke will be starting this game over Desmond Ritter. But I believe that offense will look completely different, and Taylor Heineke, to me, is the better quarterback. Then Desmond Ritter, as Desmond Ritter has been playing very lackluster this season, to say the most. But I do believe with B. John Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Tyler Heineke, who's honestly known for being very aggressive with that, with those offensive weapons, should only prove good results for the Falcons this week against the Vikings. So the Falcons are my pick for that game. Next, we have the New Orleans Saints versus the Chicago Bears. Have the Saints taken this one as the Saints have been looking a little bit better these past couple weeks. They've been looking like they know they can beat most teams, but I would have to just keep an eye on them as they are still very unpredictable in, in what way they're going this season. But I do believe that offense is still very good to is good enough, sorry, to beat the Chicago Bears this this coming Sunday. Next we have the Los Angeles Rams against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers, I believe, will take this one over the Rams. The Rams haven't been playing that great overall. But I would not be surprised if this game is very close and comes down to the wire in the fourth quarter as the Packers have been very inconsistent, to say the least, too, this season. 
But I do have the Packers taking this one just because I feel like they'll they'll play very good this this week against the Rams. Rams team that can't really can't really get it done in these past couple of games. And with Matthew Stafford still beat up going into this game. Next, we have the Washington Commanders against the New England Patriots. Despite Washington trading away some of their key defensive players, I still do believe they will win this game against the Patriots as the Patriots team has not just been hasn't been good this season overall. They have beaten some surprising teams and had some very decent games, but I don't believe it's a streak that they'll keep up going into this second half of the season. But I do have the Commanders uh, winning this one. Next, we have Battle of the Birds, Seahawks versus the Ravens. I have the Ravens taking this one because the Ravens has just been playing very good football. They're a very, very sneaky team this year. They haven't been getting enough credit to me. Well, they haven't been getting enough credit to me. I haven't feel like people have been talking about them enough, but I do believe they're top six team in the league this year. If they could stay healthy going into this second half of the season, they could be they could move up for me in the top three, top four teams. Just just off of Pierre Lamar's playing great football. Mark Andrews playing great football. The receivers, if it's really up to their receivers. Staying on top of catching the ball, getting open, giving Lamar just just good just good spacing just so he could get the ball out there. Cause he's been throwing the ball very good this this year and running the ball very good. So I do have the Ravens beating the Seahawks this week. Next, we have the Tampa Buc- Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Houston Texans. After hmm, past couple weeks, I say the Bucks have been on a slight decline, but I do believe this game is where they'll pick it back up. I do believe the Bucks will beat the Texans this week, as the Texans just lost to the Panthers this this past week. So I do have the Bucks winning this one because. Their defense is, in my opinion, better than the Texans, and I feel like their offense will pick up strides this week after playing a little bit lackluster in these past couple weeks. Baker Mayfield does need to step up. He has the weapons in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but I do believe the Bucks will take this one over the Houston Texans. Next, we have the Cleveland Browns against the Arizona Cardinals. I have the Browns taking this one. As the Browns' defense has been top three this this year all around, she's been holding a lot of teams to unders on projected points, yards per game, rushing yards per game. Just is doing very good as a defensive unit. And the Cardinals just traded away Joshua Dobbs, who's been playing good football this year. So, but I, I don't know who. Sorry, I don't know how this offense is going to look now, in terms of meshing together and chemistry now. Whoever gets the nod at starter this this week for quarterback. But I do believe the Browns will make this an easy win over the Cardinals this week. Next, we have the Indianapolis Colts against the Carolina Panthers. I have the Panthers making this a close game, but I do have the Colts. Colts winning this one. The Colts team is just better overall than the Panthers. And quarterback as of right now, receivers running game with Zach Moss, Jonathan Taylor's back, picking up strides again. Defense is better than the Panthers. I just, I believe the Colts will just make this easy win over the Panthers. If not early on, but I do believe it'll, after the second half, the Colts are winning. I feel, I feel like they will pull away from the Panthers, if anything. 
Next, we have my New York Giants against the Raiders. The Giants came off with a disappointing loss to the Jets this week in overtime, so I do believe they'll bounce back. I believe Daniel Jones will be back this game. All This is all barring he is back and healthy and clear to go. But it is all signs of leading towards that, so I do have the Giants winning as the Raiders just fired their head coach and their GM. And this past week, they had a game. In the game this past week, they went the whole first half without completing a pass to any of the receivers, and the Giants' defense has been playing. Lights out these past couple weeks, keeping these games very close for their offense to take advantage of it. And I feel like this is a game the Giants' defense will just feast overall in terms of sacks, tackles, four and outs. So overall, I believe the Giants will make this one easy. Next, we have a division game, arguably one of the most important division games of the year, the Cowboys versus the Eagles. I actually have the Cowboys winning this one. It was a last-minute change. I Before, I had the Eagles taking it, but I do have the Cowboys winning this one. Off the mere fact, I believe the Cowboys will start to – the Cowboys have been looking good these past couple of weeks, but in Cowboys fashion, they tend to do that in the middle of the season. When it gets to the important part, the crunch time, they tend to disappear. So I will see – uh, if they could keep this up after beating some good teams these past couple weeks, and if they could beat the Eagles, as much as as much as people are going to doubt them, and they're going to warrant compensation for for one of the top teams in the league if they could pick up a good a good pace going into the second half of the season. But I do have the Cowboys taking that one. It won't be easy, but I do have the Cowboys taking that one. Next, we have the Buffalo Bills against the Cincinnati Bengals. I have. Pretty sure Josh Allen is beat up this week. He's a little injured. But I do have the Bengals winning this one. The Bengals have been playing better football now that Joe Burrow is healthier, feeling better, getting the ball out to his receivers quicker. They're just playing better as a whole unit. But I, so I do have the Bengals taking this one over the Bills. Next on Monday Night Football, we have the Chargers versus the Jets. I do have the Chargers taking this one as the Jets defense has will not be able to hold the Chargers offense this week in my opinion. This is a very good defensive unit, but I just believe the Chargers offense will just play better this week than what the Jets defense can handle. So I do believe the Chargers will take that one. So just to recap, I have the Titans over the Steelers, Dolphins over the Chiefs, Falcons over the Vikings, Saints over the Bears, Packers over the Rams. Commanders over the Patriots, Ravens over the Seahawks, Buccaneers over the Texans, Browns over the Cardinals, Colts over the Panthers, my New York Giants over the Raiders, and probably going to be upset of the week, the Cowboys over the Eagles, Bengals over the Bills, and Chargers over the Jets. So those are my picks for this week. Next, we can move on to the NFL trade deadline and every trade that was made. So a lot of teams, not a lot, less teams than I expected to make a trade this 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 NFL trade deadline. Not a lot of buyers this this year, but a good still still a good amount of good pickups. Washington being the biggest seller this this trade deadline, with them getting rid of defensive end Chase Young and defensive end Montez Sweat for Montez Sweat got sent off for second round pick in twenty twenty four, and Chase Young. 
got sent off for a third round pick in 2024. Chase Young got sent to the 49ers, which I believe made that defense even better with a D-line of Hargrave, Chase Young, Gregory, Nick Bosa. I believe it was going to be very hard for teams to just even game plan on who to stop on any given day. It could be anybody coming off the edge, up the middle, A-gap, B-gap. It could be anybody on any given week. Just a lot of, just a very strong D-line overall. So I do believe that made the 49ers better than what they already were. It's just about if Brock Purdy could pick up pace on what he was doing in the beginning of the season and start playing a little bit better. He's been, granted, he's been taking some beatings these past couple of weeks, getting hit in the head, concussion, concussion protocol. Just, just, just a lot of, a lot of bad hits in, a lot of injuries on the offense overall. So I don't, I don't wholeheartedly blame him, but he has to step up in the absence of his playmakers being down. So we'll see if this defensive addition makes it easier for his defense to put him in better field position moving forward, get more turnovers, to generate better outcomes for the team going down the second stretch of the season. The Chicago Bears received Montez Sweat. I am a little confused about why Montez Sweat went for a second and Chase Young went for a third, but, you know, I'm not a GM, but the Bears should get better with this pickup. They should be able to stop the run game better, get get a better pass rush now as a better D-line unit as they were struggling this season, which is holding teams down in terms of yards per game in both categories, passing yards and running yards. So should be a good addition to this team moving forward, especially if they re-sign him because he is due for a contract. Should be good for the years to come. Uh, next, we got the Bills received cornerback Rasul Douglas from the Packers for a third-round pick. I believe that is a good addition to the Bills secondary as they did need cornerback help. I believe it will make that defense just a little bit marginally better. Just, just overall as a unit, they'll be able to be able to play a little bit more aggressively up front, have better cornerback support, back end safety support. Just overall as a unit, I believe that'll make the team better. But nothing, nothing, nothing dramatic, but it, definitely a good pickup for them. Next, uh, Detroit Lions got another offensive weapon in Donovan Peoples-Jones from the Cleveland Browns. As you know, Cleveland Browns picked up Elijah Moore from the Jets this year, so it makes sense they would get rid of one of their one of their receivers in that receiver room. Just makes sense stack up on picks going into the next coming years. Give that man an opportunity to be on a still on a winning team. Detroit Lions, not bad team overall this year. He joins a wide receiver room that is kind of crowded, but it is a wide receiver room that does dish the ball out pretty evenly to their offensive weapons. So he should get a lot of touches. Not a lot, but a decent amount of touches going into the second half of the season as an offense that just plans to be more explosive overall with the injuries they have been accumulating these past couple weeks. Next, Jaguars uh, received guard Ezra Cleveland from the Vikings for a six-round pick. Jaguars just trying to beef up their offensive line, get stronger, get more depth pieces. They have been had they've had a strong running game with Travis ATN, so it never hurts to give him another body to run behind. Create create opportunity for this offense just to thrive in case the man goes down. Need a starter. If he outplays one of the starters, you never know. 
it's always good to pick up pieces like this, especially at the trade deadline for a cheaper price. Next, the probably the biggest trade of the trade deadline, Minnesota Vikings pick up Joshua Dobbs from the Cardinals because of Kirk Cousins' injury. So Joshua Dobbs has been playing some good football for the Arizona Cardinals, but with Kyler Murray on his way back, it makes sense they would ship him out as he is still playing good football and trying to capitalize and sell high on his value before it gets before it plummets or tanks going into the second half of the season. But Minnesota Vikings picking him up, it should make their offense remotely remotely good moving forward as they are still able to compete with him if they do decide to start him over their rookie after this game. But we should see if this is going to be a good pickup in the long run for the Minnesota Vikings as Kirk Cousins is on the is a pending free agent this offseason. It will be a good buffer quarterback for the time being. Next, my Giants traded Leonard Williams to the Seattle Seahawks for Giants received a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick in return. Leonard Williams, very good defensive lineman. Just wasn't producing the numbers you wish a defensive lineman getting paid that much would, would produce, so it makes sense he was on his way out as most people thought he would get traded before the season or he would at least get his contract reworked and none of those happened. So they sent him off to Seattle. I hope he has a good career there. Just beef up a defense that's been playing really good and just need may need more pass rush and run support on their defensive line. So a win-win for both teams as the Giants stack up on picks. Arguably either trade for someone next season with that fifth-round pick or just traded the NFL draft with the second round pick they picked up this year in the 2024 draft. So we'll see what the Giants decide to do as they stack up on a couple more picks going into the NFL draft this year. Next, this was an early trade in the in the, in the the past couple weeks, a week or two. Tennessee Titans trade Kevin Byard to the Philadelphia Eagles. Titans received Terrell Edmonds, safety bag, a fifth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. It was just a good pickup for both sides. Kevin Byard was playing, still playing good football, but he was getting on the older side. Didn't And he was due for a contract extension, so it made sense that they didn't want to invest in an older court, in an older defensive back, I'm sorry, and pay him big money when they could give another guy a shot to produce the same amount and still probably have him cheaper for the next year or two. So it was just a win-win for both situations. Kevin Byard, a born, a born and raised a Philly fan, so makes sense that he got sent over there. Could be where he's always been a fan of as a kid, especially on a winning team. It's going to be, hopefully, hopefully he can still play some good football for the next years to come for the Philadelphia Eagles. But a lot of people, one, one big trade, uh, conversation that was happening was Devontae Adams not getting traded at the deadline. It's very surprising. It's, it's surprising, but not surprising as Devontae Adams has still arguably top three receiver in the league. No matter if you put him at one, two, or three, he's still going to be in the top three. But it's just the Raiders have not been capitalizing on his offensive production. They're losing games, haven't scored under, haven't scored past more than 21 points in a game this season, I'm pretty sure it's just, they just, most people thought he would get traded at the deadline, but 
I guess not. I guess he has to stick this one out on his team, and we'll see where his mind is at after this season. But we'll see after the season what team needs the most wide receiver help going into the next season and see see if something comes to fruition after the season's over. But that is a t- that is one of the biggest trade ifs that may happen this season in terms of if he gets released or next season if he gets traded at any point. Next, we could talk about my New York Giants losing a game that most predicted they would win going into the last couple minutes of the fourth quarter to the New York Jets. New York Giants had played a horrible and offensive game, but somehow still managed to keep it a close game with them. It was a 13-10 score overtime finish for the New York Jets. Just a lot of questionable coaching overall by head coach Brian Dable. Could have took three, attempted to take three near the end of the game with Graham Gano on fourth and one instead of what some believe should have been a easy first down conversion with Saquon. That would have ran the clock out and guaranteed us an even better chance of victory, but not a bad decision overall as taking points Having the opportunity to take points is never a bad thing, so we can understand where his mind was at in that in that sense. But Tyrod Taylor went down his game. Tommy DeVito had to step up. We had negative nine passing yards throughout this whole game. We was not passing the ball. Saquon had a heavy workload. He, he put the team on his back, and we should have won this game, but not everything goes to plan. As we had, we are now two and six. And, you know, these last two losses were winnable games, which is self-inflicted mistakes as we could do better overall. We forced seven turnovers over the last three losses. And our offense has zero turnovers in these three games, yet we've lost two of them. It doesn't make any sense as our offense is just anemic. We have the worst offense in the National Football League at the moment. We cannot produce anything, even... When analytics, ESPN analytics had the Giants with a 97.9 win per, win probability with one minute and 26 seconds left in the game on a first and 10. And we still found a way to lose this game going into overtime. Giants have a lot of questions to ask as this season winds down. And at, and even in the offseason, no matter what the outcome of this season is, is, this offense has too much talent to be this anemic get stopped consistently and not produce anything, yards, points, nothing. We need to find an answer to this as soon as possible. But this is a game we shouldn't have lost. The Giants, Giants just had an outstanding defensive game and should have just ran away with this one as the fourth quarter winded down, but unfortunately they did not. So it's just something we got to keep an eye on. But the one highlight of this game, Kayvon Thibodeau. As a man that was getting heavily criticized by a lot of Giants fans, a lot of NFL media, even I was quite starting to question him too, but he started to pick up speed this this past couple games. He had a strip sack fumble on the Jets opening drive. Finished the game with three sacks, even including one, even including the sack on fourth and ten, which prompted the Giants to Giants win chances to go up to 97.9 
with a minute 26 left in the game. But he's been the only bright spot, really, this week. These past couple weeks on a consistent basis to talk about. A player that showed up consistently. Has been taking heavy criticism. He's pretty sure he's tied for top three in the league with sacks. So we're going to see just how he finishes this season. He's gonna he's on a strong pace to go over double-digit sacks this season, though. So we'll see how far he elevates his game in a year or two. But hopefully next week, this week against the Las Vegas Raiders, he could keep elevating his game. Just keep producing and just keep increasing our chances to win. As the Giants offense just has to has to reward this defense for playing good, man. Just put some points on the board. But we'll see as we face a a winnable a winnable game against the Las Vegas Raiders this week. Next we could talk about Kansas City Chiefs losing against the Denver Broncos. This 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 Chiefs team looks very different in the past. Chiefs teams we're used to as Patrick Mahomes finished the game with two picks, no touchdowns. I'm pretty sure he was. It was a he was complaining about being sick leading into this game, but before the sickness, this team is a, has been looking very, very, very lackluster to say the least. Than what we than the standard they got us accustomed to. The Chiefs have been held to 20 points or less in four of their eight games this season, and Despite them going 2-2 two and two in these games, this is an offense that was held to 20 points or less three times the entirety of last season. So to think that they've been held to this this low amount of points is just, just something we're not used to. The Chiefs turned the ball over five times against the Broncos this past Sunday, which was just making things very difficult for their offense to get things rolling. It's harder to just get a groove as you're, when you're fighting from behind. But we'll see what the Chiefs do this week against the Miami Dolphins, especially as an early game, early slate against them, against the Miami team that's been very high-powered on a consistent basis this week, this past week, and in every game this season. But this Chiefs defense will always keep these games winnable for Patrick Mahomes. That is not someone you want to count out at any given week, no matter what struggles his team as a whole is going through. But him and Travis Kelsey just have to step up. They didn't make no accusations at the trade deadline and add no receivers, no receiver help. They believe in this unit they have for a specific reason, and they believe they could scheme together better offense going into the second half, as they have to. Because every team will be hunting for them as this season winds down. So hopefully the Chiefs pick it up and start to put or produce better offense as a whole. Next, we could talk about Will Levis's impressive debut with the Tennessee Titans as he throws for four touchdowns against the Atlanta Falcons. They put on the show in their victory of a 28 to 23 over the Atlanta Falcons in his first career start. He threw for four touchdowns, three of them going to DeAndre Hopkins, who also had a very good day looking like the, looking like the D hop we, we know and are used to experiencing in any given week. So this team could go into um Pittsburgh with this momentum. 
and just keep keep this offense rolling like this. Titans may have found their franchise quarterback as this 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 guy Will Levis was looking very good on on Sunday in terms of throwing the ball, poised, throwing it, throwing it with accuracy, leading DeAndre Hopkins on a second touchdown, good arm strength, even getting even getting praise from some of the greats as Aaron Rodgers himself said on Pat McAfee's show that some of these throws he was doing just look effortless. He was throwing them like a rainbow, just on a rope, right where it needs to be. So hopefully going forward, Titans have found their franchise quarterback as he was very good. And Ryan Tannehill's getting on the older side. Malik Willis hasn't panned out to be what they thought he would be. So he, he went 19 for 29, 238. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. And he just had an overall good game, so hopefully he could keep this up. And the Titans could, could go on a roll as they are not out of this playoff race, essentially. If they, they could win a couple more games, win a couple more division matchups, a couple teams lose. They could easily be in the wild card conversation at any other team. So, yeah, they, they need to... They need to really support this kid Will Levis because he may be their future and he continues to play good. It'll be it'll be be very, very clear roads for the Tennessee Titans moving forward. So we'll see what what direction they go in terms of developing him, uh putting the offense around him as the Titans are now tied for second place with the with the Texans in that division. It'll be hard to catch up to Jacksonville, who is six and two, but they could stay in this little race with Houston and beat them out going into the second half of the season. The Titans could very much so be a team to be reckoned with in the second half of the season and next season when Will Levis, if he is given the nod as the future starter of this franchise, a, a team that can be can be feared as they do have weapons to almost beat anybody and a good defensive unit to also stop anybody. So we'll see where this team goes going forward. But I like what I'm seeing from this rookie cornerback, quarterback, sorry. But some may say uh, if he continues to play like this, he may be in the conversation for the best rookie quarterback out of this class ahead of Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. So we'll see. His, his division rival the division rookie rival CJ Stroud is in Houston, so it'll be a good matchup to see going forward. So we'll see if the draft analytics that had him projected as a first round talent. Some people had him as a first round talent, some did not. Let's see if, if he lives up to it going into the second half of the season. But that'll be all for this week's episode of Ten Toes Down. You can follow me on one T D football on Twitter. Yeah.